don't get stronger unless you do your practice. And how do we balance that and sort of self-discipline um, <laughs> ourselves to have that stira while at the same time not becoming militant, not becoming dogmatic? Ignite your best life. Yoga is the spark. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Yoga Hacks podcast. Today we're talking about maybe my favorite topic ever, and we're approaching it through examining together Yoga Sutra 2.46, which you may have heard of, you may have studied if you've done yoga teacher training with me or in another program. Sutra 2.46 reads Stira Sukham Asanam. And if this is all new to you, sutra means thread. And these sutras that were written by Patanjali, who's considered the father of yoga, are little threads of wisdom designed to guide us in our yogic practice. Interestingly enough, the majority of the yoga sutras actually aren't about physical asana or the actual postures of yoga at all. It's mainly about attaining enlightenment, how we can stay steady in our mind, have equanimity, body, mind, and soul. It's much more philosophical than about the physical yoga that is so popular in the U.S. today. However, this Stiram Sukham Asanam, this Sutra 2.46, is actually one of the few sutras that deals with the asana practice directly in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras in this book. And I want to use it today as a lens to, as I mentioned, think about and together examine one of my very, very favorite topics, which is how do we find in our life and our time on the mat this balance between structure and disciplining ourselves and freedom, ease, relaxation. And I'm going to teach you this sutra. We're going to go through word by word and... I think that's especially important because the Yoga Sutras are designed to be interpreted by each individual listener. So what you take away from this podcast and having learned about this sutra is going to be different from what someone else and myself might take away. So each of these Sanskrit words has multiple meanings. So I want to share all those meanings with you. And then, of course, I'm going to walk you through maybe the standard definition that you're familiar with, as well as the more tantric, uplifted yoga, kind of my style of interpreting it. And I'm really excited to go on this little exploration together. Okay, so we have three little words, stiram, sukham, and asanam. You might be thinking, how can three little words encapsulate such a big concept and so much. And this is why I love Sanskrit and I love the Yoga Sutras. And if you want to go deeper with me on all of this, the yoga teacher training that I offer online, which is a full 200-hour online program, or you can take it at a highly discounted rate if you already are a yoga teacher with a 200-hour degree. We do this with lots of sutras, and it is super, super fun. So stira, this first word, means strength or stability. I also like to think of it as perhaps being translated as architecture or structure. So stira, you can even feel it. 
in your body or in your mouth, the energetics of this word stira. Like every time I say it, I like lift my fist up by my shoulder. And this is one of the amazing things about Sanskrit, which we study or you've perhaps studied in yoga teacher training, is that Sanskrit's actually designed to make you feel the same way as the words you're saying. So when you say om, it makes you feel relaxed on a physiological level, the way your tongue hits the palate of the roof of your mouth when you say that word. And it's the same with all Sanskrit words. It's kind of genius. It's as if saying happy in English actually made neurons in our brain fire that that made us happy or that saying sad slowed us down and made us feel sad. Sanskrit is designed to make us feel the way that these words mean. So stira, strength, stability, architecture, structure. So that's that first word. Sukha, that second word, here is sukham. Some of times these words have endings, suffixes, in order for them to make sense within the sutra. Sukha is the root word. Sukha means ease comfort, openness, flexibility. I like to extend that to also mean freedom. So in some ways, a little bit the opposite of stira, that strength. Sukha, we have ease, can also be maybe translated as good space, right? And then this last word, asana, is one that you're probably familiar with. Asana refers to a physical yoga posture, such as warrior one, warrior two, or down dog, or in the most broad context, just a posture. Could also be translated as just a seat, right? Uh, Just you existing, sitting in a shape. So a literal translation of this stira, sukham, asanam, is often translated to mean yoga is a comfortable, steady seat. Or asana, the physical practice of yoga, is stable and also easeful. So if you even just think of someone sitting in meditation, if they're just slouched over and their shoulders are rounded and they're kind of dozing off, that's a little too much sukha, right? A little too much ease. They're sort of asleep. On the other hand, if you think of a total overachiever sitting in meditation and their spine is stick straight and they're focusing so hard that their brow is furrowed and they're breathing but their arms are straight like rods and you just feel tension when you look at them, that's maybe too much stira, too much stability or strength that they're bringing into the posture of seated meditation. So what this sutra is teaching us is that asana, that that seat, the postures of yoga, are this balance between stability and ease, or structure and freedom, or effort and ease. And this makes sense for most of life, and this is also something you can share with people when they tell you, well, I'm not flexible enough to do yoga. I always refer to them to this sutra. Usually they don't know what I'm talking about, but I just share that, hey, did you know what? Yoga actually isn't about flexibility, because that would be all sukha, right? Flexibility and ease. I say yoga is actually really about the hybrid, perfect balance of stability and strength, or strength and flexibility. So if you feel like you're not flexible, most likely you're on the other end of the spectrum where you have a lot of strength. 
And people who are really flexible risk getting injured in yoga and need to work on their strength, right? Think of like the super, super bendy pretzel girl, right? She doesn't have enough stability in her structure and form. She could get injured as she does her weird uh, contortionist moves. And then you think of like your bodybuilder, they're super strong, but they don't have the flexibility, openness, ease of of a yogi or a martial artist. So whether it's yoga or martial arts, we're really striving for that balance, that balance between strength, physical strength, but then flexibility as well. So we want not to be too mobile and we want not to be too stiff. We want that perfect, perfect balance. So this is really inspirational if you can share this concept and share this sutra with either your students or just your friends and family to let them know that it's not just about flexibility. It's not just about turning yourself into a pretzel. The aim of yoga, according to the oldest, most ancient texts, is for us to strive to find this balance. And we can interpret this, of course, in the physical form, the asana practice, which most people think yoga is just asana, is just the poses, right? So it's useful. So you can think about when you're in warrior two, am I strong in my legs? Am I stable? But then you can also ask yourself, am I also breathing? Do I have some sukha? Do I have some ease around my rib cage? Are my shoulders relaxed? Is my face relaxed? Right? That's an example of how warrior two is the perfect balance of stira and sukha and how you can use this in every single posture. You can use this like a prism to enhance your personal practice in every single posture. But where I think it starts to get even more interesting is... If we take a tantric viewpoint, and my uh, yoga teacher training, we take a tantric viewpoint on almost everything and try to expand this definition to be not just about yoga in the physical sense, but the, the yoga with the big why, I like to say, the yoga that is relevant to our whole life. So an alternate translation of this sutra that I'd like to offer you is that the practice of yoga is finding the balance between strength and stability, between effort and ease, between structure and freedom. And when we start talking about structure and freedom, all of a sudden we're not just talking about physical poses we're doing on uh, a mat anymore. We're talking about our whole life. And I'm sure you can call to mind someone who you know or maybe just a character from a book or a movie who is all stira, meaning they have a very strict schedule. They get up at 5 a.m. exactly every single day. Maybe they're almost like a little OCD. They run their life on clockwork. They have a huge amount of discipline and that works extremely well for them. And then I'm sure you can call to mind someone else who is always kind of laid and scattered and just kind of going with the flow in life. And they're almost have too much ease in their energetic or the way they run run their life and when I created Uplifted our our private membership group it's really this balance that I was the most interested in and wanted to create a community around exploring with with yogis like you who are listening because I think the biggest challenge for us especially if we have a home practice we're doing yoga at home 
we're self-motivated, self-disciplined, is figuring out this balance between structure and freedom. How do we make sure that we get on our mat? How do we make sure that we're committed to our practice, make sure that we have that strength and you don't get stronger unless you do your practice? And how do we balance that and sort of self-discipline um, ourselves to have that stira while at the same time not becoming militant, not becoming dogmatic? How do we still invite that sukha, that ease, that freedom, that spontaneity that, of course, we want in a home practice? That's the beauty of a home practice is that you can do it in the morning, at night, while you're waiting for the shower to get hot, which we talked about in a recent Uplifted Live call, certain mantras, like little things you can be doing all the time to allow yoga to integrate seamlessly into your life so that you have a lot of flexibility. And the next thing we need to talk about is listening to your body because this is sort of the the crux of the whole issue. You might listen to your body and feel tired. And how do you know I'm posing this question to you. How do you know when you feel tired if you need to take a nap or which would be more like the sukha direction, right? Flexibility. I'm not supposed to nap at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday, but it's going to happen because that's what my body needs right now. And how do you know when to kind of kick yourself and push yourself just a little bit? Like, yeah, you feel tired, but that's just because you've hit a slump. It's two, you know, it's two o'clock, you're tired. And what really needs to happen is you need to get on the mat and do some sun salutes or do a 15 or 20 minute invigorating practice to balance out your tiredness and then you're going to feel great and you get your butt on the mat. How do you know? How do you know which to do? This is, to me, the most essential yogic question that any of us can ask. I think it's relevant in terms of balancing our energy in terms of what practice we choose to do, how we spend our time on the mat, but also for life in general. Are you someone who needs more structure, needs more freedom, or are you in all areas of your life, your relationships, your finances, you know, you, you, you have a, a policy in which you're constantly saving money, but you're, you allow yourself to splurge on an indulgence now and then, right? That's healthy. That's this balance of stira and sukha, structure and freedom. If you just only save and never allow yourself that impulse buy or luxury, what's the point of having money, right? So hopefully you can see how this sutra runs so, so deep. And in Uplifted, what I really aim for us to create together is a place where this dialogue can happen because we are a community of people primarily practicing yoga at home very committed to having a personal practice which balances our energy and figuring out that balancing the energy part, like what do you need or how do you listen to your body in such a way that you know whether to give yourself that kick in the pants or to go lie down. That is something that only, only you can gain through a teacher and a community that is going through the same thing with you and through constant analysis and discussion because it changes as well. It's not like you figure out your your 
how you work and then you stay the same, right? We are always changing as humans. The seasons are changing. We're getting older. Maybe you're getting pregnant. Maybe you're dealing with young children at home. Maybe you're dealing with the death of a loved one. Maybe you're going through menopause. All of these things are going to change a little bit the balance of stira and suka and how much you want to push yourself and how much you want to let go. So this is the other, I think, tragedy of so many yoga styles and programs is that they offer people one solution and it's unrealistic to think that any program or fitness solution is A, going to work for everyone, but B, would even work for one person for an extended amount of time when you think about the amount of change in your environment and your personal life that you go through on a daily basis. So the number one thing I think we can do is tune inward and get familiar with our own bodies and start to really be detectives about when we need to push ourselves and when we need to ease up. And the yoga practice on the mat in the postures is a great way to do this. But really, that's just a microcosm for us being super interested in how we can do this throughout our entire life, in our finances, in our relationships, in our relationship with ourself, in our quest for enlightenment and on the mat. It's all about this concept. And I'm super excited because the reason I'm talking about this sutra now and talking about all of this right now is because if you are part of Uplifted, you know that we go through either month-long or two-month-long sort of themes and plans in which we're all practicing classes together that I assign and outline in calendars for you. And of course, there's a ton of flexibility, but a lot of people like the structure, like the structure of being able to move through things with the group. Lots of relevant questions and sharing comes up as we go through things as a community so you're not so isolated at home. And this next plan that's coming out, uh, the next two-month exploration we're going to move through together in Uplifted is called Align and Let Go. And it is about this concept. It is an entire two months devoted to stira sukam asanam. And how that works is that we're spending a full month focusing on stira. So that means we're doing yoga practices that are a little bit more heating, strengthening, focused on alignment. In a larger context, that means that we together are focused on creating consistency in our practice. So I challenge you to try to practice at the same time each day, either for three days or seven days or a month. You can pick how long you want to commit to, but the idea is to get a sense of what does it feel like to have that structure. I also offer you specific chakras to focus on in conjunction with stita. And I have mantras, chants, visualizations, and journaling prompts for the chakras that I think you might want to laser in and focus on a little bit during this first month. So this first month is sort of about building our house, building our structure, our stability, our architecture, creating, you can call it a ritual, creating a consistent time on the mat, but it's about creating consistency in terms of how we approach our practice, and it's about creating strength in, in the practice and the postures themselves. What happens then in the second month is that we focus on sukha, on that freedom, that ease, that surrender, and we begin to really let go. 
So I have some incredible yin style classes, some foam rolling and ball rolling classes coming up too for this month. And all of a sudden it's like we've built the house and now we want to enjoy it and roam the rooms of the house and sort of have that experience. So the physical practices assigned for this month are more about flow and fluidity and almost like dance-like motions and yin and relaxation and slowing down. And then in our larger context, it's about how can we surrender now that we've created structure? How can we let go and trust ourselves on this deeper level, which you're really going to be able to do because you've set up the structure. You've set up your stira, your strength as your foundation. And that makes it so different. So, so very different when all of a sudden you start to deviate and let in more ease. So I couldn't be more excited for this two month exploration that we are about to go through together. And if you've been thinking about joining Uplifted or not sure, this is such a great time to check it out because this concept is relevant to everyone, no matter what you're going through in your life right now. And it's really the crux of what the Uplifted community is about. I don't think we could ever do another two-month exploration that's just more fundamental to what we as a community care about and represent. So I couldn't be more excited to share this with you. And we start in just in just a week or so. So if this is calling to you, if you're curious, if you want to go on this journey with all of us, definitely check it out and sign up. And there is a one-week free trial, so you can just sort of get your feet wet, see how the Uplifted app works, the community works, see how you can download all the videos, just sort of make sure that it fits with your lifestyle and the technology you have. It's also available on Roku and the the technology that powers it is really pretty cool. So if this is calling to you, join Uplifted if you're not yet a member. And if you know you want to go deeper on all of this online yoga teacher training, whether you're doing it just to deepen your practice, to actually get certified and get insured, or if you're doing it as an add-on to the yoga education you've already had, which you can do at a highly discounted rate, check that out. It's at brettlarkin.com forward slash train. And of course, joining Uplifted, you can just go to upliftedyoga.com or brettlarkin.com forward slash uplifted. It'll all take you there. I want to thank you so much for listening, for being a part of this community, whether you're just doing free videos on YouTube, occasionally listening to a podcast, or if you're like a full-on uplifted member living this with me. It's a dream come true to get to connect with each and every one of you. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because there was a time where I never thought that I would be able to share how much I love yoga in a way that would work for me as something I could do full-time for my whole life, for my job, for, for my happiness. And that has been such a blessing this past two years for that to come true. And it's really motivated me 
deeply to want whatever your dreams are to come true as well, whether it's teaching yoga full-time in studios or online or making a big change in your life, switching jobs. If you're an Uplifted or if you're in YTT, you know like we are a family and I'm doing everything I can to support you because we are entering a new shift in consciousness moving forward in this in this next years and decade that's coming where we really need people to step into their own power. We really need people to share from their authentic selves to be doing jobs and work that they love and connecting with themselves in the world in this positive way. And it's up to us. It's not going to happen just by chance. So I just want to say thank you for being part of the community and to really just motivate you no matter where you are or what stage you are at in your practice or your life right now to go after those big dreams that you want, to stay committed, to find consistency, (laughs) our stira, consistently taking action towards what you want and then inviting in that sukha, knowing that the universe has your back trusting the universe, saying your affirmations, letting go, surrendering. It's really the balance of those two things that equals pure magic on the mat and in your life. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. As always, from my heart to yours, namaste. This episode was brought to you by Uplifted, Try Brett's membership community for people who want to enrich their life through yoga for free at brettlarkin.com uplifted. Yoga Obsessed? Join Brett for yoga teacher training at brettlarkin.com slash train. And don't forget to give back. Like this podcast, leave a rating or review. Share this with someone you love. Remember, now is the time to dedicate yourself to what matters most. From my heart to yours, namaste.